Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. to another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads. I am back. I'm alive. I'm your host, Thomas Cowley, and joined with me today is Ryan Denton. Unbelievable. Michael Flores. Hi. <laughs> and we've also got Raina on the show tonight. Hello, Raina. Oh, hey. You got my name. I did. I didn't screw it up this time, so that's one. That's one. Let's see how long that lasts. Because I'm shit, right? I missed the last episode. I've missed two episodes of the last five or six uh, this time hey, what's was going on over there. This time was genuinely getting old, apparently, and Get being fat and lazy right. because I fucked up my back. Did you do it like? Did you do it like rolling over in bed? Like I thought. Like no. you were like, oh, oh no, shit. but it was similar. It was. It, I'm not even sure, dude, what it was. I have an existing disc issue. Basically, it probably was a dude. It was not a dude. That would have been a fun story. Someone was inside of him. Yeah, that would have been a fun story. This isn't that. This is literally. I got out of the chair wrong. And just by by being out of shape and sitting too much because of COVID and not taking care of myself, dude, the existing injury flared up again. And I was like literally the existing fucked. injury. What what do you like? Uh, I have a bulging disc. You must in my be spine. held to your insurance company. He has inside him another dude that hurts his back. Yeah. Dude, dude that <laughs> It sounds like he said he had a bulging dick inside of him. He did. No. He, did. he had a bulging again, dick inside guys, of him. Guys, would have been more interesting. It's not that interesting. It's know, sad. I got out of a chair wrong. I'm old and out of shape at this point. I just hit 30, so, you know, it's all over for me, according to the uh, internet. It's hard. Can't you just give it to me? <laughs> yeah. Also that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But no, I, I'm back now. Hopefully there will be no more interruptions Get it? as Oops. we only have two episodes left. But here we are to talk about the much dreaded because of the internet, we all knew what was going to happen. Season yeah. 15, episode 18, aptly named Despair. Oh. Uh, directed by Richard Spate Jr., which I believe is his last directorial yeah. episode. Oh. And written by Robert Behrens, one of our absolute favorites. And this is his final episode oh. on the show. Thank you, Ryan, for, to, yeah, for emphasizing the emotion. In case nobody understood. There's a lot of emotion there. Yeah. And now we only have two episodes left, and it was in this one that we get our actual first major character death. Uh, due to- <laughs> Thank you. That was yeah. He Mike was so quick to cut the drop of me and then superimpose it onto multiple <laughs> me's. Makes sense. 
Uh, due to the conventions of the internet, due to well conventions as well, I'm sure as as part of it, we we know too much about what happens now before the episode airs, and we've known for a while that Castiel was not going to be within the last two episodes. So unfortunately, What's, I'm still a little angry about me too. that. We even know that information. Me too, right? dude. We should I have never we known. should not have known that. That pissed me off. It really did. I remember we got into a huge issue years ago with death showing up at the end of season 10 and that being a spoiler because it was in the news and ryan and i were pissed he was actually in the trailer yeah he was actually in the trailer for the next episode i'm like wait to fuck up your own fucking reveals and here we are again giving away the the goods beforehand thank you fictional audience (laughs) and it really does suck but we knew it was coming so we could kind of brace but i think that also kind of ruined the surprise. I think there's no yeah. way it didn't. Yeah. And imagine if we didn't know. We'd all have, I think we'd have very, very different opinions. I'd be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. But because we knew, it's just like we were all waiting for we it. We were waiting happen. for it, dude. Yeah. I was waiting for it. I, yeah. I watched this episode a little bit late because I was, again, in pain and I didn't really want to watch the episode while I couldn't move properly. And. <laughs> I, I was talking to AV about it and she's like, did you see it? I'm like, no, I haven't, but I, I knew it was coming. So I was kind of apprehensive about watching it. I was kind of, I think all of us waiting. were nervous. I was nervous. Yeah. I, I didn't really want to watch it in a way. I waited as long as I could to yeah. watch the episode. Not because I didn't want to, but I was just, I was making it. I want to last a little longer. And finally I had to give in because everybody was talking about spoilers on yeah. social media yeah. and i couldn't get away from it yeah, so i'm like I, all right i better watch this now i watched it today i actually avoided everything lately. i i had to unsubscribe from a couple of subreddits because of spoilers i figured i'll just come the, back well, after the, the fact the destiel one you had to unsubscribe from huh <laughs> yes that one would have gave away so <laughs> yes this episode just top post it happened you know <laughs> it finally happened yes uh and as a result we do have a lot of things to go through with this episode Castiel's death and all the circumstances around that being the primary aspects. The empty making good on its word, on its deal of stealing Cass back to death in a, in a way. Uh, a little confused by some of the things that happened with the logistics around that because we were told before that it had to be summoned, which has always in Supernatural been a ritual of some kind. And You're instead, talking about the empty? Yeah, with the empty showing up on Earth. It was unable to get to Earth of its own free will. They said so, that last episode. Yeah, so fact. perhaps yeah. Dean, or sorry, Dean, Cass's deal is some sort of binding magical contract, not just like a word of mouth, kind of like a demon deal. Yeah, that allows her that to That allows, yeah. when it's met its qualifications, it allows passage back to Earth. Perhaps, we're not quite sure. I say her, but I mean, you know. The empty. Well, the empty it, whatever, in the face of Meg Masters at this Mm -hmm. point. And Castiel also has his love confession to Dean. We have Billy's dead, and her big plan was a giant dud, a fart in the wind, if you will. However, a death fart. fart. The final mewling squeak. smelling fart ever. A Dutch oven, if you Mm -hmm. will. A dying gasp out her ass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, Okay. And we also have. A little bit of potential hope because she cheated and read ahead to the end of the pages of the script to smile at something at the end of God's book, mm-hmm. which that brings up some questions as well, how that whole thing works. We also have 
supernatural Avengers Endgame where Sam and Dean's friends and family start disappearing all around them and them being utterly unmade by Chuck. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> uh, sorry, I mean... Uh, Donna sorry. actually said something like that. I know. She's, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So there's discussions to be had with that. Uh, there's a mix between the emotional aspects of this episode. I think that's the biggest thing. Because we knew this was happening, there was a lot of mix between the emotional aspect of this episode and the narrative aspects of this script and of this episode and of this season as a whole that we were probably going to have to separate to truly talk about and be able to digest and, and get into the discussion. But I think overall we enjoyed the aspects of this episode that we needed to, you know, once again, I'll refer you to a few episodes ago, how we're just kind of here as fans to enjoy the show for the parts that we like as best as we can, as we're unfortunately on our way out for this round of supernatural until the future inevitably results in a reboot resurgence reincarnation of some sort. So I think with that, basically we'll, we'll get into it. But if you guys are interested in hearing more about our opinions, more about the show, more discussion on supernatural, you can get more. If you head on over to our Patreon page, where you can get access to our pre-shows, our video cast shows, bonus episodes, merch, swag, gear, content galore. Every episode that, or every contribution from you guys as a Patreon subscriber helps us continue to make episodes, helps us continue to do things into the future, helps us keep the lights on. If you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital and subscribe. Every little bit helps. And I want to add that it is very helpful when people go to Patreon, especially with the current COVID-19 crisis because everyone and their mother has decided to start a podcast. And it was already difficult to cut through the big, I should say, cut through the noise with all the big corporate podcasts, mm-hmm. with all their massive marketing dollars. It was easier five years ago. Yeah. But over the last five years up to now, years, it's just gotten so hard to cut through without a big marketing budget. And then with COVID-19, we have been swarmed with more podcasts from celebrities which they are always the ones to be featured right? because of reasons. They're famous. And because of that, we just keep dropping farther and farther uh, from ice. We're not triggering triggering those algorithms. So Patreon is the best way to help us out. Anything you guys can do, we do appreciate. And if that's something that because of COVID, you can't really afford right now, it's understandable. So please head on over to our website, Rain Man Digital Media, where you can also click on different links. If you guys are going to go to Amazon, for example, use our click-through links. Those help more than you know. All right, Ryan, let's get into the discussion here. Let's get straight into oh, the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Let's get let's get deep in there. Why, yeah, fucking why are you yelling in the mic today, Ryan? What you knew? Because he's so fucking are you just so, hard. I'm so fucking what? excited about Destiel that I can't fucking stand it anymore, Mike. It is canon now. They suck each other's dicks now. I am <laughs> no. so excited. Oh my god. Really? What? What happened? I blacked out. <laughs> All right. Can you give us a synopsis, please? I would if there was one written in here. Oh, all right. Well, I see one. It's not long. That's what Cass said after the... Destiel. Destiel's canon. There you go. There's the synopsis for this episode. All right. So the Winchesters, Castiel, and Jack search for a new way to kill death. Now, 
this episode was, I think, a bit of a strange one for a lot of us. And again, it's hard to say how much of that is the fact that we knew what was coming, the big moment we were all waiting for. I don't know if it was anybody else's personal experience, but I was almost just waiting for it. I, I was less inherently interested in the episode and the going ons as I was knowing what was going to happen when that moment would occur, how it would play out. What does it have to do with the major story narrative as a whole? What is the, what is the thing going to be? We've talked for two years now about whatever the moment of true happiness Castiel would have, which would result in the contract being complete with the empty. And for the longest time, we all talked about it being Jack. Jack was the surrogate son. Jack was the person he sacrificed everything for. Jack was the one who saw, who helped him see a future with a paradise on Earth. That seemed like a no-brainer, especially when Jack was such a tumultuous character with unknowns. Is he good? Is he bad? Dean doesn't trust him. Sam wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. There was all this stuff revolving around that in season 13 that seemed to be the main driving point. That has kind of fallen off the wayside over the years with Jack's, at this point, two or three deaths almost back to back within the last year. So it was a little bit of a question mark as to what exactly would this be? And in a way, this episode worked where it needed, but ultimately it kind of didn't matter. And that I think might be the biggest hindrance to it. The biggest takeaway from the episode is Castile's sacrifice. But even that, I would say, felt a little shoehorned in. And as an audience member myself, ultimately left me feeling a little bit robbed. I I know this is a sentiment shared by many an internet comment user from the subreddits, from discussion posts, from Twitter. While people loved elements of this, is mostly the speech, a lot of us felt like he was robbed, like Castiel deserved more, a greater death, a grander death, something that was a sacrifice. Because let's be honest, I think the biggest thing is that the sacrifice of killing death, of outlasting a character who's literally dying as we speak, who will then come back in some other form, which will be some new problem, feels a little bit weaker compared to some other things, not only we as the fandom have talked about, but Sam and Dean and Castiel have experienced themselves. With this not being integrably intertwined with the conclusion of the show, while it was a beautiful moment, I don't know if it fits. And that's so weird to say. I think the problem is that, because I agree with you, that, I feel like we were robbed and I, and I would think even the fans that don't care for Castiel, I think even they may think he deserved better than that. It felt like a shoehorned and ending. You're absolutely right. His ending, his death should have been more intertwined with the conclusion of the show. The problem with the logic of these decisions has a lot to do with the very simple fact that there wasn't a lot of buildup. And with no buildup, we never had a moment to feel that the stakes were high. And in all actuality, the stakes weren't very high. That moment didn't quite justify Castiel's sacrifice. sacrifice. They've been in way more tense situations before. 
And you're telling me death is outside the door and that's the moment Castile decides to share his love for Dean and then sacrifice himself. We, in fact, we have seen them get out of jams far worse than that. Far I mean, worse. he looked so much worse in season 12 with Michael's spear and his like body decaying in front of them and having this goodbye. I love all of you. You're like family to me moment that for, I remember our discussion about that. I was watching that thinking, holy fuck, are they going to kill him? There just really didn't seem to be a lot of motivation for a decision like that. Yeah, sure. We have the subtext of a a simmering, you know, love. Mm. Okay, we we, we have the subtext of that. Mm -hmm. But you can't use subtext for this moment for a moment like this. Not not only subtext, right? You know, a sacrifice or a moment deliberately tied to the pursuit of the goal yeah. works with subtext added that they did it for a real reason that's not said, but they did it for the main reason on, on board. But this this felt, I think you're right, it just didn't feel like it was justified. Yeah, and ultimately... Just to add to it, no matter how bad they wanted to create this doomed Jack and Rose scenario via Titanic. <laughs> well, what, so was was the door? Cassio. It was literally boner? a door. Was it? It was. It, but no, was it Cassio? Don't boner? let go. He had to like grab his boner, <sighs> to like let go. I, I'm confused. What? Which wood was it? For me, it just didn't work because there's no real threat of a permanent death. We literally saw in this episode Yo. Jack come back from the empty in Bing this bong. episode. Now, if they had stayed away from the empty since it was introduced and it was this mystic cosmic grave that no one has ever returned from, then his death would have worked. Let's say let's say this if this wasn't the final season. Okay. You know for a fact that Dean would be hatching a plan to bring Castile back. We saw that in season 13. Yeah. And that's why Castile's death needed because the empty has already been squandered. The empty was yeah. was already a place that people have come back numerous times. Lucifer, Castiel, Jack. It was Jack again. It was sold Jack to us twice. if it stayed what it was in season eleven. And then that gateway opened and we saw Castiel get pulled through. We would be like, What well, the <laughs> fuck just happened? That's amazing. It was harder to get to purgatory than it is the empty. Right. It, it, there's just no buildup. And I think ultimately that's the reason why I feel like as a Castiel fan, I was fucking robbed. Yeah. The Destiel bit is simply kind of here you go, guys. Uh, so you don't get mad. And that's honestly maybe more the condescending point to me. We're I think it's safe it to felt say like a pat in the ass. Like run uh, along yeah. now. Here's here's the thing that some of here's you guys your, have been wanting. Here's your gift bag on your way out the door. Don't forget to take one. It it felt like a consolation prize or a parting gift. Castiel's story and his relationship to Sam and Dean deserved to be told in a grander fashion, I feel. And this is, I'll, I'll fully admit, this is my subjective moment at this point before I get to more of an objective piece. I feel like that should have been something happening with Chuck. I think that should have been something as things were falling apart, the sky literally itself is falling and Jack was about to blow up and killed God, but somehow Castiel could do the sacrifice to save his surrogate son, say goodbye to his brothers and, you know, potentially at this point wished lover 
kind of situation <laughs> and had that moment and said goodbye and sacrificed himself. Love you. Too. That would have been something we all would have been like, like Crowley did in season 12. Like that was the closest Crowley was ever going to get to like, love yeah. you guys. And he killed himself to keep a door shut. Also a revolving door. Apparently that's a fucking theme here for tab, Dean. but that would have had some significant weight to it. In, in even the Destiel bit would have worked so much better and been so much more painful. And I think honestly, you would have gotten more people who aren't shippers on board with that had it been framed in a grander setting but in ultimately that's what it comes down to yes thomas i think that's what we've been saying now for five ten minutes is that it just comes down to the scenario the emotions of the scene are great it, it, it works just fine the way castiel shared his feelings that works that's not the problem the that's problem is that those emotions are not warranted for a scenario like this and if they just would have waited an episode and a half yeah where his death yeah. really mattered. His death was tied to a character that in the end didn't matter. Billy didn't even matter. Didn't matter. Her, she was just there to, to, to be a dupe. Her plan fell apart. Yep. Nothing she did really mattered. God wrote half of it, apparently. So his death was connected to a character that at the end of the day is nothing. And that's, She's just a run-of-the-mill monster. Yeah, and that's where it feels really like a consolation prize because instead of sticking to basically Destiel is a fan driven thing within the context of the show. There might be hints and illusions, but as far as confirmed canon, it had never been a thing to give us this moment to the fans at this point. I understand the desire, but because it felt like that was a bigger priority than his story as a whole for this season and his value as a character driving decisions in this story. Yeah. It didn't feel fair. And I, and again, you could have had this in a way where it felt like it mattered more, but instead it felt like we sacrificed it mattering to the story to make sure that we had this moment now. How dare you guys? How dare you guys not be excited that Destiel is a thing? Even the shippers, many of them are also kind of like, okay, because you don't really get it either. Yeah. You, you, all right, so it, Let, let's let's separate the let's, story. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's, yeah, let's taking that away, separating the story from the emotional aspects. Let's just talk about that for a moment. The big controversial Cassiel moment when he admits his love to Dean works for a few reasons. One, it works because it feels very genuine. They, I think this was probably one of the best acting scenes we've had from Misha in a very long time. He feels like he's really selling it. He knows this is his final scene, his his swan song scene. And I think that he did a great job with that. I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that I agree. But but ultimately, this whole scenario here. I don't even want to blame Barron's for it. I feel like no, this I is Barron's literally taking Dab's mess again. And trying, trying to, to make something work. He's trying to make something work. And he said, listen, let me bring some closure to this bit here. Because there's really been no story for Castiel this season. He's just been he's, wandering. He's kind of been drifting. And you needed to give this character some type of closure. And the moment with Dean does bring closure to Castiel. It does. It's not the best way to bring about said closure, but it does bring closure. So when you start sorting through the script and what they were trying to do from a technical aspect, once again, it's Barron's trying to make something out of nothing. 
Yes. And Barons did do a good job with the coming out of the closet allegory and connecting that to Castile's true happiness. It's a little over the top, but it is a powerful statement. Well, I think it's one of those, it's a, a symptom of, like you just said, Barons once again having to come in, clean up a mess, and add emotional weight and resonance to yeah. something that has not been built up for that in any way. Mary's death was the first and most blatant example of that. This is another one where, again, if it had waited an episode, an episode and a half, I think it would have worked far better. Uh, Miss Monkey 9920 mm-hmm. in the Patreon Discord says, as one who is not a fan of Castiel, even I felt he should have been given something better. The pandering and the hell the rabid and the hell the rabbit shippers have put Jensen through just turned me off. Read, read the next one too. Next comment. <laughs> I don't want to. Ryan's trolling the Discord so they can then troll the show. Yeah. So thank you. That's what, double level. That's more meta. That, that, that's, that's more meta than they've been this entire season. Than, that's more meta than the writers on Supernatural. That shows you that I could probably write a better episode. Let's just say, you know, I think I could have. Well, you know, and again. I do. I agree with you, Mike. I think Barron's did a good job with the whole coming out of the closet allegory because that was a hundred percent what that was. Absolutely. That moment was Dean. Dean was Cass admitting his love to Dean and accepting that and voicing it. And the whole way it's written, what he wants, what he can't have, his penis. and saying it out loud, being happy in that moment, give it to me, is very important <laughs> to him. And and there is a lot of genuine weight that comes from that. And as stereotypical as it might be that they had Barons write that one, that's almost like, is it because he wrote it because he wanted to, or did they say, hey, you'll be good at this? Yeah. That bothers it's, me. It's almost bit. like them having me, because I'm Mexican, right? They do the like, Mexican episode. Hey, we There's have a, a chupacabra, we, figure we, it no, out. Speedy Gonzalez is going to show up, and they want you. <laughs> it's a speedy. Racist ass bullshit. What? I, what? Hey, Ryan, I have, a, I have a Mexican, Mexican podcast that I'm gonna come, that's going to come out next week on the network. Would you like to host that? <laughs> sure, put two Mexicans on there. That's a whole Mexican. <laughs> can, I, I be I, the, can I be the sour cream at, in that episode? Oh, great. Look at, I feel like the story that or this goodbye, the send off they've given Castiel, it feels like it's a little. I shouldn't even say the send off. I should say giving him any kind of relevance in this season. It's a little too late for that. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem. And too soon for the send off. And the send off was just, it didn't feel it, organic. It didn't feel yep. real because it just was like, well, I mean, technically he could come back. I mean, and honestly, they, get to. they should have done it in baby. So then he could have went down on Dean right oh, there Jesus. in the car. <laughs> what? what? But that's what okay. I was going to get to is that it feels almost <laughs> inauthentic. <laughs> Him saying that that moment felt genuine. That feels good. But the stakes and the situation in which he reveals that. Because it's just like what we have been saying. There hasn't really been a story. There hasn't been, dude. Now, let's say they built, and I hate doing this because I told myself I wasn't going to do this. There's no point in saying this is what they should have done. But if they wanted to have this scene and for it to really matter, then we should have seen almost a nihilistic uh, loss of hope type Castiel all season so that him giving up at this moment would have made sense. Like, yeah. listen, I'm at the end. I am done. I am tired of doing There's this, jumping left. through hoops. There's nothing left. And all I can do now is make a sacrifice that will save the people I love. That's yep. what I want to do. And then when he says the people I love, he then tells Dean how he feels. Yep. 
Fuck, dude. It should have been built into the entire fucking season. And, and it's so worked. goddamn frustrating. That works perfectly for how they set up the season with Jack is dead and Dean still blames Cass for the death of Mary. And at the end of episode three, where he just kicks him out of the bunker, basically, all of that was set up for him to be this nihilistic, wandering, wayward angel with no hope, no love, no family. And to finally have that, then how bittersweet, tragic, you know Shakespearean stories that to finally my eye watch my Apple Watch just told me to breathe to breathe. finally have that <laughs> genuine moment of happiness costs you everything else. That's fucking tragic. I thought, but they that were... would have been good, and that would have hit those emotional highs. You have all these things that were hopefully in the works. I'm hope I'm hoping they knew what they were going to do here at this point before the season even started, especially since it's the final season. And you would think. That they would say, hey, this is what's going to happen to Dean and Kaz. Kaz is finally going to confess his love to Dean. Let's really build this up. Let's and I'm not saying, you know, start making him pine after Dean even more than he does. I'm saying let's start building up the emotions that would then justify his actions. Well, look at his actions right there. Right. The sentiment that he expresses to Dean that he's this loving, caring person who's done all these things has, has affected Castiel as a person. He used to be the soldier who didn't ask questions. And now he's learned to love the world and love people because of Dean, because of him telling him, you know, team free will, you don't just do what they tell you to do. You have your own belief system and you fight for what's right. All of that would make perfect sense. And that would have been a grand finale for this character. Instead, it feels like a, just a, well, we know we're getting right. rid of him, and the the Destiel shipper fans have always wanted it. So let's give them a half measure, which doesn't satisfy them, nor does it necessarily yeah, but, satisfy okay, hardcore. I, I get your point, Thomas, but what what is going to satisfy the shippers? Uh, not nothing. And but here's unfortunately, the thing: subtext would satisfy the shippers uh, to a see, certain degree. If nah, you have him sacrifice so, himself for love, and all it would take is look at Dean at that point. I don't know. I just, I feel like, and look, I'm not knocking the shippers at all. Like, yes, I'm making jokes this whole episode because it is funny to me. We ship almost every ship, episode. Uh, yeah. So like the thing is, <laughs> I think we do shippers. The, the thing is with the shippers is like, nothing would have made them happy with this but by doing what they did. They slapped them in the face, but at the same time, nothing's going to make them happy. So other than having them strip their clothes off right there and bone right in the room, like, unfortunately, no, but that's what I'm saying. Be more subtle about it. Yeah. I ultimately, I think the, 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 the biggest tragedy about this, this entire, you know, Castiel, uh, send off is that it, it just does not, does not feel genuine. I've seen them get out of worse situations. I've seen them do things. I've seen them come back multiple times. The, the, the neat touch was the whole, like his handprint on his arm. Oh, I love that. That was, that was a cool touch. I will give them that, that I did like, but at the same time, this felt like it was rushed. Like, okay, Misha's out for the last two episodes, so let's just get him out of here the third to last episode. That's what it looked like to me. That's what it looked like to me. And and look, and I'm all for sending off characters, and and we always talk about killing characters for for the right reason. This was an absolute horrible way to send off Castiel. Someone who deserved a much more grandiose and bigger death 
and not to get sucked up by black venom goo. And this I'm, is Ryan saying this, people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but like this was not very good. I, well, especially because all they had to do at the rate in which he was decaying was last another five minutes. E- and I don't even give a shit that he professed his love for Dean. I don't even care about that because it makes sense. First of all, he's not even a, he's an angel. So he's what is he? Polly? It doesn't even count. Pan. He's pan. Yeah, exactly. So it's whatever it's, he loves. It's not gay. OK, first of all. So let's talk about that. Second of all. It, it's it makes sense for him to feel it's that called way metaphor, about metaphor, right? Yes. <laughs> oh God, you know what I mean. All right, I, I so so let's talk about the controversy. Controversy is, like, I guess, maybe a strong word, but either way, behind making Destiel canon, because the real question is, is it? And it's probably the best way they could have done something like this, where it's up to interpretation, depending on your personal viewpoint, and it doesn't spit in the face of either party. Uh, the, a decision like this requires a significant amount of finesse, and which might be why they gave it to Barons because he is one of the best writers the they've had, finesse. and he could do a great job with this more subtle. How do I dance this fine line mm-hmm. on top of an episode that has not had any buildup to justify the actions that I have to write out? That and that's here. why we're now handing it off to you, right? So that because you're our our resident, our resident gay, <laughs> yeah. You're, so, so Thomas would know better than anyone. You're dealing. Thank you. You're welcome. You're dealing with 15 years of character history, and debatably, within canon versus debatably based on subtext, sort of thing. Dean has never been portrayed as a gay male. It wasn't until season eight that they started playing with the audience and having fun at that idea. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and changing the nature of their relationship. That was something Carver did. That is something that has taken off since then. And that is what has helped create this fandom drive and desire beyond that. Now, it's not to say that people didn't ship things like that beforehand or, or any other time. It happens constantly. And in this is show. nothing new in TV. It's nothing new in TV and or pop culture. Shows or have anything. played with homoerotic subtext mm. for decades. My favorite. Now, I know some people were upset because it felt like queer baiting where it's all but said sort of thing. But I do think, honestly, when you're dealing with the mainstream media, this is the better way. Not even better way. The way that is going to happen on a network like CW on a 15-year run show where characters are not established as anything outside of that, except maybe now Castiel. And it's up into his interpretation. So having him be the only one to say everything... And have Dean just stand there and listen was a good call, I think. I don't know how well it played at this time because of the surrounding issue of it not really tying into the story. But I think that idea was still the best way to do it because it leaves it up to interpretation when it comes to Dean. Right. And I agree with you. Um, setting aside the everything we talked about. Yeah. And just focusing on the the alleged or. Yeah. Alleged SDL. Is it canon? I would also agree with that. I think that's the best way to do it is leave Dean's aspect up to interpretation because you don't want to run the risk of throwing off or destroying 15 years of characterization. Yeah, You can't. Why do that to a show? So leaving it the way they did, I I feel I I thought that was a good call because it does give us what we wanted. I mean, and also Castiel said he wanted something that he knows he could never have. Why? Because Dean isn't gay. Because if Dean was willing and he was gay, then wouldn't why is it un, they'd have unattainable? They'd have been knocking boots. Well, it's a couple things, well, too. What else is it, Thomas? Well, I think that was a smarter way to do it because there are many stories of 
people who are gay who fall for that friend, fall for that best friend, fall for that person who's always been there. But that's they not know, just gay relationships. That's that's every relationship. Yeah, I mean, friend zone Ryan. He knows about. Oh, that. Oh fuck yeah! I know that. <laughs> Absolutely. But that sense of being Dumb in love bitches. with someone. I mean, me and Ryan has been in Thomas's friend zone for years. We've yeah. been trying to get closer. <laughs> yeah, we just... we, no, we don't. You don't. <laughs> Don't try to but that's something well, that I figured we would also do this. Uh, we would be the Castiel of this show. Okay. You know, just to. Well, yeah, well in, in a show like, of no, solidarity. I like the Carver because I like to queer bait him a little bit. So, like, you know, is Ryan really. Does he really. So, I'm going to be the not? one to actually just. You're going to be the one that comes out and says, oh, I can't have you, but I want you. And, and then I'm going to die? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the MT is going to come and swallow you up with venom jizz. Venom jizz. I. We've all had that experience to some degree, and I think it is an equally painful I've one. I've never been friend zone, bro. Uh-huh. You lie. I've been broken up with, but oh. friends out nah. But it's oh. it's something that's very I relatable. No and I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a good one to have because that makes it all a bit more painful and sad and heartbreaking that he loves someone who can never love him that same way. See, to me, that works better. That does work. That's better. fucking. That's how it's supposed that to is be. okay. First, I think about this. That is once we always talk about Shakespearean or. Um, Greek mythology. Yeah. I mean, that's from the Greek epics. You have star cross lovers. You have a god. You have an immortal being who falls for mortal. Yeah. Zeus. And it's not it's not possible. You Their love is not possible. And that actually was the part that worked for me the most in terms of emotion. The fact that he says something that I've wanted that I know I could never have. Yeah. That's yeah. the part that kind of got me in the feels. Now and De- Dean definitely had that fate. Dean's acting, Jensen's acting in the scene gave me two different sensations. One, it seemed like he knew oh. he was well aware of how Castiel felt. Oh. It seemed like he knew what was happening, knew how course, he felt, yeah. knew this was a discussion that had never been had sort of thing. So I think for some, this is where it works from a interpretation level because the Destiel shippers can enjoy it knowing with their interpretation, what that means. And the regular fans can enjoy it because as a bromance, as that family guy love things, you don't really say for somebody to actually say some of that stuff does give you that sort of uncomfortable. Why are you saying this now? This is going to lead to something bad because there's no more time to not say it. But I also, this is where I feel it's a little unfortunate that doing it in this sort of half haphazard way, Mm -hmm made it feel like Dean or or Castiel is having this heartfelt moment that because of the content, Dean can't interact with as he should. And what I say with that is Sam and Dean in unity and that heartfelt moment and that family moment and that love moment feels authentic because that's these characters that they have always been. It is who they are to their core. And so when that happens and they say these things and we see these emotions, it feels so fucking real and painful. Well, I felt and like there was a moment of, hold on, my mic just cut out. Check, check, check. I just felt like there was a moment of empathy, like from Dean, like Dean understood and he was, he was letting him talk. True. And there is some of that, but it also felt almost painful if you are a fan of Destiel because Cass is saying these things and Dean almost has this, you know, I can't go there. Right, which right. makes it all the more painful, which is where, again, I almost say this should have been an episode and a half later wrapped in a better framing to yeah. give us the same subtext content 
to where Dean and Cass could have a statement or a moment that feels a little bit more authentic to who they are and who they've been since season four and not just a moment that feels very on the nose for what we've as what shipper fans have wanted since season eight. And I don't know if I'm articulating that perfectly. I, I think you are, but that's where I'm like, I almost feel like it's a consolation where you gave me this because you knew people would be mad if you didn't, but you didn't frame it in a way that made it feel right for every aspect of the show. Okay, n- number one, we're dealing with a show with fifteen here, fifteen years of history and baggage. Um, you're not, yeah. you're not going to please everyone. Period. You're not, especially when you're dealing with these types of things. When you're dealing with relationships, you're dealing with characters. These are people, um, or I should say, these listeners, including ourselves, are people who follow these characters. We we're very emotionally invested. We're invested in this show, and there's certain moments that we're all going to want. We're just going to want them and we're not going to mm-hmm. get them. And ultimately, that being said, I feel like Barron's did the best he could Agreed. with this aspect. I agree. What more can you do? I mean, dude. Y- y- Without changing the entire y- nature yeah, of everything else. I just else. wish we had the exact same moment at a different time. Or yes. we would have worked a little bit sooner to get to this. Right. We have not wasted 17 episodes. To a get little to bit this. later in Dean's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> if we had the same moment. We just needed that, that moment of complete hopelessness. Yeah. Of complete and, release. In terms of survival. <laughs> and then the empty grabs him and whatever's yeah. killing them. Because it just going back to that, it just didn't feel appropriate. The timing. It just felt weak. It, 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 did, it, rust, it did not justify that yeah. type of ending for I, Castiel. Like I said, ultimately, I look at it as it looked like, oh, man, Misha's out for the last two episodes. Let's get rid of let, let Let's send him off on the second, third to last. That's what it looks like to me. It looks out of place. It doesn't look like it should have happened there. And as soon as they got locked in the room together, I'm like, well, this is it. I knew like I immediately knew. And it, unfortunately, I've again, it's like I said earlier, I've seen them get out of worse. Yep. And unf- that's all of us. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's what it comes down the to. Last, Ryan. The last best send off was Mark Shepard's character. That was the way a character is supposed to go out. That hit us in the feels. I yep. think all three of us in this room were like, holy shit. Well, even Castiel's death there felt better where lucifer's yeah. a dick and he got that stab wound right through at the last minute. Like, I, yeah. just, I just I, I do like want to say this, right? I do. I do want to give kudos to you, Ryan, oh. because you called this <laughs> many, many years ago. I did, didn't I? Well, may, not many. Maybe two years ago. Whenever Castiel, thirteen, so two years ago, we called it. We literally said this is how Castiel's going to die. We said that his true happiness was going to be him fucking Dean, <laughs> and then shit, the empties here, yep. and we were pretty fucking close. They were, yeah, like <laughs> pants on, pants off. You would have been there. Do you remember that show, Ryan? I think I do. Yeah, we yeah. we said that. We said his true happiness is going to be Dean. You I, should find that. Like, go back before this is released on demand. That? that was right before when he made this the is deal. released on demand. Go back oh, to season right. thirteen when they made that deal. It's episode like four or five, and put this in. <laughs> like a I'll, hard dude, pause. I, I mean, look, man. And then see I, how accurate we were. I, I, it's like I said before. I may not be the best writer, but every now and then I come up with a diamond in the rough. Or you're okay. just a hack and they're making hack decisions. So, Or there is that. Either way, that's a job. I will leave that up to your interpretation. <laughs> well, I mean, look, like I said, they could have hired me and it would have been just as good as we're seeing now. 
Or they're listening to the show and stealing Ryan's ideas. Or that is... This guy's brilliant. <laughs> Just writing furious. Uh, look, I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on. Uh, 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 wait, what, what am I doing? Am I doing the vowels? Jesus Christ. Ching, ching, wah, wah, bing, bang. I don't know this guy is... Making fun of me, and I can't tell. I, I'm not smart enough to tell, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of lacking these ideas. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now, okay? So hold it, on here. Uh, <laughs> the indie collects on the D. Oh, once, what? Collects on the D. Once, cast the air, fucks <laughs> D. To happiness, parentheses, <laughs> D. Here you go. Parents. Dude, <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you right now, okay? If the last, if the last episode, Sam, don't and start Dean, calling things, please. Hold don't. On. No, no, no. I'm saying if you, have, I, you, you, you have some type of voodoo magic, I don't want no <laughs> part of magic. If my, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> See, hold on a second. I, I, I want, I want to, this is a reflection of the show. Hold on, it a is right. It is holy. Back, God. back in the old days, it used to be you and I making the calls. Yeah. Back during Carver's run, Thomas, you and I would say things that would actually end up being true. Yeah, yeah. They were good ideas. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying this now, is my right, fault. Wait right a second now. now right, no, no, one. I'm saying it's a reflection of what's going on in the writing room since Dab took over. Because now Ryan, the person wait, with the dumbest ideas, is always right. Are you, uh, wait a second, are you blaming me for shitty Supernatural? No. Better but they be. did write you into the show as well as a uh, homage to your ability to give them a season look, finale. I'm just saying that if, if, if. Holy fuck, that makes so much sense. Now, they wrote you into the show because they listened and then they took that idea and that's how Sam and, or Castiel died. I, look, I'm just telling you right now that if Sam and Dean end up uh, heaven and hell. Yeah. And like, You're my, gonna sue. My, I, I'm going to fucking sue. <laughs> and I'm, you know what? I'm going to go to Dab's uh, establishment of work and be like, just pick it out front. Like, you stole my fucking ideas. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Yeah. Did, did you copyright those ideas? Oh. Jokes on you. I, dude, I'm telling you, like, <sighs> I, it does feel that way, though. Like, in. Well, dude, ultimately, well, go ahead. I, I just think at the, at the end of the day, um, this scene should have been a lot more powerful than what it was. And unfortunately, like Mike said, Barron's was handed a turd sandwich. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, you need to make this turd sandwich uh, really good. And uh, they needed to get Castiel out of the picture, but they didn't yep. want to piss off thousands of Castiel fans. So they made a strategic decision to make good on the Castiel Dean relationship in the safest way lukewarmish sort of way they could have in fact that again, makes I me get a little more frustrated when you yeah. use the word safe because because it's annoying but when you write you never take the safe route because that's boring you take risks and that's that's kind of where i say consolation prize where it's you didn't go the full distance so i almost wish you hadn't gone there at all because again, pull his ding dong out and let Castiel go to town. Who dude. wants to be blue balled? Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Well, there's because had you edgy. given given the framework over my fist. <laughs> yeah, we knew that was coming. The framework what, is what? really well, at least something was coming. Something should have been coming, Wait, right? You, come on, baby. Come. The come only on. jizz come that on, flew baby. in that scene was the empties, come and on, that's baby. not fair. Come on, baby. Anyway, come for me. Ugh, I hate hearing myself <laughs> say that. Come for me.
Okay, can you stop? Keep doing anyway. it. Keep going. This is funny. But that was the whole thing. The framework oh. should have been better set up. And once again, you're right. Barons was given a, a fucking mess to clean up. Come for me. And, to, and for that Come to for be his final... <laughs> oh, fuck, that's amazing. For that to be his, his final episode Come is also a disappointment, I, I will say. He's one of the best writers they've had over the years. And this setup that he was given and, and what he had to do with it didn't feel fair. And the other thing, too, that bothers me a little bit about it is that there's no Sam or Jack in the picture. Well, yeah, because he, he doesn't want to fuck them. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> because, okay, so- because that's such an intrinsic part of their yeah. relationship. Let's too. get into that. Well, ja- Jack, yeah, Jack and Castiel sure. have that nice moment out on the Impala where Castiel's assuring Jack that they all care for him. Especially at a point when Jack's so lost and in despair, which, uh, you know, fits the title. The recent events have taken away his entire sense of purpose, his entire sense of destiny. Like many people, he's got a borderline existential crisis going on now where he's saying, what do I do now? What's next? I don't have a purpose. And that's fucking dark. And Castiel's there for him. And it's not necessarily the best answer he can give him. It's just him saying, we're there for you. We're family, well, essentially. Wh- whatever they do with Jack, this is the this is the only thing that at this point that I want when it comes to the Jack and Castiel equation. Now that Castiel has been removed, yeah. there is something they need to make good on before the end. And that's Jack's true purpose. Jack has to be the one to do something huge for humankind. Has to be. The new God. Yeah. Something else, because it will also retrospectively bring absolute closure to Castiel's decision to save Kelly. Yep. Jack's mom. Because of the vision he had seen when he touched Jack in the womb. Yep. That was the entire thing that allowed Jack to be a character. It's because... Castiel saw that he would bring about, I don't remember the exact verbiage. Paradise on Earth. Yes. That would actually make me a little bit happier with the way they closed out Castiel's story. If they also gave him that last bit of, of a win, that Castiel was right, that Castiel was in the right, the right in saving Jack's life. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the thing is, is Jack's been such a powerful character the last couple seasons. And if you don't give him a send off like that, then why the hell did he even show up in the first place? Why has he been here for the last few years? And that's go ahead. And and that's that's the biggest the biggest thing with Jack because Jack has become a fan favorite character. He has people yeah. the people like him. If if he somehow again, like you said, Mike, giving Castile that win would further m- make his decision that much more powerful. The thing is with Jack is he he didn't blow up and kill Amara or God. So didn't kill the empty. Didn't kill the empty. Um, so what is his purpose? Why is he here? If he doesn't do, I, I don't think, he, I don't think he sacrifices himself at all. I think at he's, this point. Yeah. I, no. I think it's something where he actually takes over. I think he has to, cause it's one of the only things that would justify his existence. Exactly. At this point. And, and how powerful he is and tie up those loose ends. And we have heard that according to dab and in interviews that the ending is all Sam and Dane. 
So whatever they plan on doing with Jack, it's going to have to happen the next episode. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to. So what's going to happen is Dean's going to going to cut the baby into a convertible, and then they're going to grip hands and they're going to drive off a cliff. Thelma and Louise. And that's the thing, is, that's you great, know, that's great, right? It's good writing. Now that shit's gonna happen. Now it's gonna happen. So that's exactly what I thought. Okay, first of all, it's not gonna be Wayne's World ending where they do the Thelma and Louise ending. It's not gonna happen. Come on, it might be. Now Jack needs to do something, but the question is what at this point? Because apparently he's lost his power, but then he didn't lose his powers within the same, or he has different ones now within the same episode. That was a bit confusing because at first he claims that he doesn't have his powers after the failed, you know suicide bomb essentially at that point and he's just tells us he's got nothing left there's no juice in the tank but then he reaches down to do something with the plant that wasn't very clear to me but it immediately turns to dust and dies there's been some talk does that make him a new sort of death in a way because he is killing things as he goes to touch them i don't know if i got that sense but it kind of does make me wonder what exactly they're going to do with him. If he doesn't have powers, are they going to get restored once again? If he doesn't bring about Paradise on Earth, the show is broken. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is. You're right. He, that's the entire concept for Jack. That's the vision that Castiel saw. That's why Castiel did all what he did. So if you need to sideline him until the very last moment in the season finale and you reveal what his purpose is... Then that's fine, but you if you, you don't do something. Do, the shit you the last four years are broken. Yeah. If you don't follow through on that. Yeah. So God knows what'll happen with that. Uh, so oh. which then kind of leaves us to Billy's or God's plan that didn't work at all. And I had issues with her explanation that she told Sam and Dean that the plan didn't work because of you. Is is this an allusion to them being special that that's they don't conform? That I, that's they were the reasons it didn't work because at the same time it's she should again. I think that's the point. Like you guys, it didn't work because of you. You didn't listen. You didn't follow the rules. You didn't conform. You didn't follow Destiny's plan. So does Billy now hate them for the same reason Chuck does? Yeah, I mean, and if that's isn't the that case, the reason why she's always hated them? Kind of because kinda. they've always been rule breakers. Yeah, and that would kind of make sense. But at the same time, if this was Chuck's plan the whole time, then it was never going to work. Well, right. And that's why it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Because if you have a book that you say is destiny, that's what it is. That's what they've said it is. But they keep changing. Then is it destiny? Yeah. That's not really destiny. That's just a guess. Yeah. At that point. There's a lot of things that confuse me about the entire entire Billy scenario, which is very strange because these plans... Have been in the works with Billy since season 12. Yeah. Since she became death and they have been working. That's why I said in our last episode that I feel like Billy's character has been the one of the most consistent characters. She's a, a you know, a breath of fresh air. Every time she's there, it makes sense. There's purpose. There's intent. Uh, there's a concise reason. How many different ways can I say that? Because <sighs> she's been perfect. They've used her so perfectly to just kind of nah. So even her plan, I'm hoping, is not done. There's got to be something there because of the way she looked at the book before she died. She smiled and enclosed the book. 
So I can only assume that whatever she had set in motion, something bad's going to happen. The books really bother me. I'll be honest. Because if they're, like we said, if they're destiny, then they should be written in stone. If free will's a thing, then they're not written by destiny. So what's the fucking point of them? Well, I agree with you. But now let's go back to the fact that Sam and Dean are different. This has been something that's always been the case. Chuck said it. Is the whole reason why Chuck is enamored with Sam and Dean. It's the reason why Billy wants to end what they do. And then when she comes back and says, it's you, it's because of you, the plan didn't work. I think that is more confirmation that Sam and Dean are unique. There's something about them that yeah, they don't perhaps. conform to books, to Destiny's books. We don't like to read. So stupid. Did anyone, did anyone else get like a little illiterate? A little uptight when Dean said he's going to burn her books. I was like, damn, dude. Fucking little Hitler of you. Yeah, bro. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> Didn't you kill Hitler? I, what the hell, dude? I'm so confused. I, I, You know, Mike, what you said about her being the most consistent character is true, I would say, up until now. Because now it's really brings the question with her storyline wrapped up. What yeah. was the point of her this season then? Right. I'm going to be around that's to come this- up with a plan that's not my own that won't work. <laughs> okay, then. Well. And has no lasting ramifications. Because there's going to be another death in a half second. If this plan has lasting ramifications, then so be it. Now, if they said, fuck it, we don't know what our plan is and what it matters. Let's just connect it to Castile's death so we can remove him from the board. there for that, then that's a mistake. I think that's honestly, I think that's what happened. They got too close to the end. They're like, shit, we have this entire thing with Billy. What are we going to do? Well, let's just have her end and her plan and we'll just connect it to Castiel. And that if that's the case, that'd be very, very unfortunate. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, but they'll just argue that it was all a part of the plan. Like it was all in the book. Yeah, that that's like family guy's version of the a team all according to plan which was not a plan at all they just barely escaped out with their fucking teeth but the skin of their it's teeth. like ryan showing up to the shows you know just not prepared but yep. you know just winging it absolutely all a part of the plan hey dude i'm like i'm the hannibal of this show dude i love it when a plan comes it's like together. that that oh. astronaut meme where it's like wait there was no plan and then the guy behind him has a gun he's like there never was one and just shoots him what, you never we then a- have you ever watched A Team? We then have oh uh, Simple Jack, <laughs> Undead Eileen, Fake uh, Charlie, okay, Fake Bobby, Peter Parker, Donna, <laughs> Peter Donna Parker. You can't read. No, but, I said it the way I wanted to. I I am not going to lie to you guys. Okay, I, th- this is where I'm going to come unhinged. <laughs> like this, Mike's doing right now. This whole entire scene was. Dog shit. I was laughing I, so hard. Dude, it was man. so I know. You're supposed a, to be emotionally invested and you're laughing uh, at what people. What a blatant ripoff of the fucking Avengers. And I saw Endgame. Yeah. I saw Infinity War. I really? I don't feel so well, Sam. No, neither did Peter Parker. Listen, okay, hold on a second. Mr. Now, Winchester. Now, first, I, you could say this is like deductive reasoning on, on our part, the fandom's part, because a lot of people have said this. I thought maybe it's deductive reasoning gone awry. Like, well, it's because Avengers, we're just making that assumption because it's easy, right? But then you actually had Donna say, turn, do the say. Peter Parker yes. turn yes. to Tony Stark, I mean Sam, <laughs> and say Sam. <laughs> And then she disappears. Well, and let's not forget the crowning moment of Bobby just standing there, mouth agape like an idiot. 
I think the thing that, that and then dying without a word. The thing that actually what they what they should have done is just had so them much. disappear. They didn't need to disappear. Well, to the dust. other thing too is that it would have made it right? would have mattered more had I known any fucking person in that room. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be a little bit mad now. Had I known any fucking person in that room, maybe it would have mattered. Because if that had been building up all season mm-hmm. and slowly people are getting picked off. We maybe. should have had and fake the Charlie last big, and fake Bobby We should have had them throughout the whole season yeah. when did and gotten to back? know them more and gotten to spend time with them. If that had been in the bunker, Bobby, who we had spent time with this season and actually gave a fuck about Charlie, who we spent time with this season and actually gave a fuck about Jody Mills, Claire, Alex, uh, patience, fucking Donna, all Garth, all the people that we've spent time with and they were dying one by one, we would have all been watching that like, holy fuck, end game comparison or not. Instead, it's no one. It's no one. She died too. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre to me. And uh, I know that we need to focus on Sam and Dean and that's the show. The writers, it feels like they didn't know that this was going to be the final season. It does. And I'm like, guys, you knew you had to have known what you were working towards. Why didn't we introduce these characters, give them little minor story arcs, even just reminders that they're around? This is what they did. Okay. Let's say we had that scene of Ellen and Joe at the end of season five. Yeah. And they died. Fantastic scene. Let's say we had that exact scene, Mm. but we didn't see them for 30 episodes. And there's no context, no story. Would any of us have given a fuck? About Ellen and Joe's death. Nope. No. That, nope. That's what they did. Make us care. Well, act we, like you have a plan and a strategy that then will justify it. You can't just create emotions out of thin air. You have to allow us to become invested by introducing these things sooner. I feel like I'm teaching first year screenwriting right now, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. This is screenwriting 101. Because the thing is, all of that emotional weight depends solely on the audience meta knowing the actors, not the characters knowing the characters. Charlie and them have had one interaction with Sam with that fly creature episode in season 14. And that was it. Before then, in season 13, she's like, who the fuck are you guys? I don't know you. She's a stranger. Bobby had been nothing but rude to them. And his entire storyline got their mother. shit canned when they decided, when we were all like, that's creepy, don't fuck the mom. And they just wrote him off into a corner to die alone because like a wounded John, animal. Because John. Because that's, John that's Winchester why. came back. They wanted to bring John Winchester back. Imagine trashing an entire story, Thomas. Trashing an entire storyline that was planned. So that you can bring back a character for 15 minutes. Why wouldn't you bring fan service? Why wouldn't you fucking bring him back on your final season? Like we said, and this is me. I I'm a fucking Uber Jeffrey Dean Morgan fan. I'm an Uber John Winchester fan. And I say it was an awful idea to trash a storyline. Horrible timing. Well, remember we found the second half of that script later too. Yeah. But this is the problem with this show, with this, with the showrunner. There, there are no plans. It's just, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. And that's why, once again, listen, I will forgive 
undead Eileen's death. I will forgive screen, fake man. Charlie. Wow. I'll forgive fake Bobby and Peter Donna Parker. I'll I'll forgive that. <laughs> but the one thing I cannot forgive is the way they treated Castiel in this episode. Yeah. I just I can't. I can't do it. I know, dude. And that's and that's it's ridiculous that they couldn't even at least plan a better ending and a build up for Castiel's end. It it doesn't make sense. And now Jensen being unhappy makes a lot more sense. Makes a lot more sense. I know I said a couple episodes ago we weren't gonna be I said we weren't gonna get upset, and we're not. We're just we're being not upset. we're being real. Like it's just very disappointing. It is. Because we all I think no fan <laughs> it's it, there's a critic a while ago I had heard talk about it was about a video game comparison where he said, well, if you're one of those people that says the story doesn't matter, you're just here for the multiplayer. If it had an amazing fucking story, you never would have complained about that. No, this is the same situation. Well, I just love the actors and I love supernatural. Yeah, that's great. But if it had an amazing fucking story, you wouldn't have said it didn't matter. And right now it feels like it doesn't matter. And that's what's upsetting. Yeah. Well, when Eric Kripke comes back uh, for the uh, From Jensen revival, and Kripke Productions. <laughs> first thing they do is bring back Castiel. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, you know how it's so easy to get into the empty? What if we just went there and said, hey, Cass, come oh, on out. Back. No, they have Dean pull him from perdition. <laughs> By this dick. Oh. He grabs Where him from the ding dong. I didn't get to tell you this, but I love you too, bro. Come here. Give me that I penis. Mean, yeah, oh, it's on Amazon Prime so they can show whatever they want then. Yeah. Like I couldn't say it's this. Hardcore. Uh, I couldn't say this. On the CW, but now get ready. I can say I'm this now wreck on HBO. Anal cavity. I can say this on HBO Max. Spit all out all over my fist. I'm gonna wreck your anal. Still be cavity. better written. I'm gonna wreck you, Dean. Or or as uh, what was it Queen Maeve said? I'm gonna split that shit like dry firewood. Dean, <laughs> come in my butt, Dean. Oh man, I spit all out all over my hey, fist. Dean, fuck my oh, ass okay. butt. Okay. <laughs> that's why i keep you around what if what if dean sitting on the floor and just like looking so like distraught was him realizing all the gay sex he missed out (laughs) i could have had a hole at any time wait a second you know when i was uh, cheating on you with benny i mean you and i could have been fucking why do you think i hung out with that guy wait a second we could have had threesomes (laughs) you should have told me sooner Uh, me and my prude ass who wants to be the meat in this sandwich we could have human centipeded we could have had baby part two yeah. Me and you. In baby. That's the name of the episode. So meta. In baby is the name of it. So meta. <laughs> baby too. In it's baby. Dean, no, Dean the name of the episode Castiel would have been touched by an baby. angel. Oh, God. <laughs> damn it. All right. So do we want to do a <laughs> no a final thoughts or do we just I think we've had our final thoughts. Ugh. Um no, I, let's do some brief final thoughts. Oh, really okay. Fast. You you want to start? I just want to say <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> and I'm just a little sad. I'm bummed. Yeah. You know, and um I love Barons. He's done a great job, but I, I honestly think this might be his worst episode he's ever written. 
I'm just, I'm just going to say it. And this is, and Barons, if you're listening, buddy, I love you. And it's not your fault. That's exactly Agreed. what I was going to say. It's, it's not, not, his, not fault. his fault. He did what he, I think he did the best he could yeah. with what he was given. I don't think he was, I don't think he was given a fair shot. And it's like we said with, uh, Megan Fitzmartin, it's not fair to put your writers in this situation. <laughs> he shouldn't have to be the guy to fix the mistakes. Barron's got fucked just like Castiel did. <laughs> you know, his yeah. last episode's this, dude. This yeah. is his final episode. This is his send-off. His final fucking episode. Ugh. This is what they gave him. It's sad. Yeah. It is really sad. I'm hoping these next... They had extra time to rewrite the next two episodes. Oh, it, dude. I, they had yeah. extra time, guys, which means it, it's got to be it's got to be groundbreaking, right? The next two episodes. It should be. If you had an entire summer, they have to be the plus team. an additional eight months, dude. I, I, and you had day, input from Kripke every fucking day. You have to be working on it. And you had input from Jensen. The next two episodes have got to be earth shattering. They have to be the greatest episodes of Supernatural. Well, guys, ever, we do or... know there's a dog oh, and we know how this show's done well with its dog episodes oh, before, Christ. you know, the one where the man uh-huh. was a dog who lived with that family because he was really a skinwalker or the dog yeah. Dean afternoon <laughs> or the dog familiar, which is really heavily alluded to that. The male, witch was fucking her. Yeah. They are great <laughs> with their dog episodes. The, the Colonel. I'm not who, sure who that is in the Patreon Discord chat says Dab spent that extra time in line at Wendy's. <laughs> That's Sean. He wanted to get a frosty. He said after they cut away at the end, Dean started cry fapping <laughs> <laughs> with his tears as lube. His white tears. Oh. <laughs> Any other final thoughts, Mike? Or you want to give a grade? I, I'm not sure if uh, we're uh, doing that right no, now. No, no, no grade, please. Yeah. Ryan, anything you want to add? Uh, I actually agree with with Mike. I mean, this. It, I'm very disappointed. And, um, I felt, I felt the same way about Castiel. Uh, as much as I, I know I like to joke and everything, I still believe that he deserved better than that. Um, and I just, I personally felt like it was rushed. It felt like they found out that Castiel was going to go on Biden's campaign and they were like, well, we got to get him off the show. Um, well, obviously it worked. Yeah, it worked obviously. So uh, he's in politics now, so not an actor anymore. Um, and I'm sorry, but the scene, the Avengers Endgame scene, uh, our Infinity War scene, I, I couldn't. Like, I just, I was, la- <laughs> I was laughing. And, keep playing it. And, um, snap chips. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I was laughing the whole time. It, it, honestly, that scene would have been so much better if they didn't have them, like, float off into a mist, but, like, just disappear. Just straight disappear. Yeah. So, you know, gentlemen, it's been an honor to play with you yeah. on Supernatural. That's a new Across. phrase, man. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I- I'm not going to give it a grade either. Yeah. I- I, like, and like Mike said, it, the last two episodes have to be the greatest episodes of Supernatural for just to have any type of redemption. I- I'm so, like, they have to be better than fucking Swan Song. And I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. I, I want to be optimistic, but I don't know. Right. What uh, about you? Final me, thoughts? I... Dude, it really is. I love Supernatural. And I have thought the world of these actors, so many of the writers, moments that have gotten people through tough times in life, moments that have touched all of us, Mm. and 
jokes aside, for better or worse, you know, I I think this show has meant a lot to people, and it's very disappointing to see the people who are in charge not put in the effort that I think this show is due. I think Barron's is a phenomenal writer, and I don't think he was given a fair shot with this, and I think it's wrong to make people have to clean up someone else's mess. And I wish I didn't have to say any of that. So, still watch the final two episodes, and I think you guys are right. It has to be amazing. Not sure if it will be. They could still pull it up, Thomas. They, they could, could still pull, pull it up. It up. They, they could still pull it up. Additional eight months to rewrite. They can do it. They yep. can do it. If and they I don't do believe. it with the additional eight months, I will seek out Dab and I will infect him with coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have? Corona? And I do take solace in the fact that. I truly believe, like Supernatural in the world we live in right now, shows don't end. That's all satire as well, so I did not threaten anyone, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's only fair that we wrap up this episode with our new send-off music when we feel this way. Yeah, eight months, Thomas. And So I think we're in for months. some A-plus episodes. We fucking better be. <laughs> they, they had eight months. They had eight months. They had additional eight months. We're, they almost made a baby. We, <laughs> yeah. Nine months would have been a baby. What? If you can make a baby, you can fix this episode. They had a preemie. No. No. Eight months. So hey, I, I hey, think hey, we have how a many lot. Months? Eight months. How many? Eight months. <laughs> That'll to be the really tweet. Finesse <laughs> to really finesse the final two episodes. Yeah. Uh, Which means the next episode is going to be fucking stellar. They better make people come during No Nut November. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is there anything you want to say, Raina? Um. Yeah. This episode just left me with no feeling i didn't feel anything no matter what scene it was you were being fucked by a limp dick essentially pushing rope pretty much yeah pushing rope man it sucked Mm. uh to feel that way it the i'm not saying the the episode sucked super bad i just wasn't feeling anything and i didn't like that so my expectations are way lower that gives them a little bit more bump to impress me next episode no 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 no, don't no expectations should be very high because we had eight months to That'll really be the tweet. The It'll just be the tweet that says they had eight months. So I don't. I don't think you're catching my drift, Raina. That's why I said it five <laughs> times because they had eight months to really perfect the next two episodes. So your expectations Yay. are going to be met for sure. There's no way they won't be. be. Great. And when you wake up, we'll be in a, in a place where there's no pain, like that mom said to her children. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Where's your sister? <laughs> Fucking idiot. I was in the locked room staring at her. You, Where's your sister go? I'm a bad parent. <laughs> your your daughter disappeared in front of your eyes, and then you ask your other daughter, where does your sister go? You're a fucking idiot. Thank Jesus. God you disappeared. It would have been awesome if she just started beating the shit out of her kid. I would have that would have made the show great. I oh. hope I hope that was just ad libbed by a bad extra. That can't be that can't that, be written. Yeah. Pl- I need a, please don't tell me. Where's that. your sister? Billy? <laughs> Is that you? But hey, next week's episode, though. Eight, eight months. months. Yeah. We know. Eight it's months. It's going to be amazing. We have a lot to look forward to. I'm so fucking pumped. <laughs> so fake. I'm not being serious. Eight months, guys. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>
privilege playing with you tonight. Hey, ass butt. <laughs> <laughs> 